Hello and welcome to Above the Clouds, the Angel City podcast with two homies from the Upper Deck. I'm Jeremy Rist. And I'm Kyle Scoble. And we're your co-hosts who review the home games and talk about everything related to the club's inaugural season. What's going on, man? And I think it's going to be a little bit of a long inaugural season. <laughs> might be a long episode because of that. Yeah, it might be a long episode. <laughs> it might be a long season. Uh, it might be a long time until we score again. Yeah. Um, so this is, this is uh, I guess let's first start by saying we're last night was the home game. We're and, recording and- the night after. And then we've also Uh, had one away game since the last episode. And we've had one away game as well, too. Um, There's nothing to say about that game. It really didn't happen. It was a 0-0. No, it was 3-0 to Portland. Oh, no, that was the Portland game. Oh See, it didn't didn't even happen. No, yeah, I totally blocked that out. I didn't have that. I didn't have that up in there, up in the old stash. (laughs) (laughs) What was that game? No. um, Last night was Angel City versus Houston. Um, this was a Tuesday game that I guess was rescheduled from a Wednesday game um, and was also Midweek. Pride Night. Um, yes. Had a huge showing. Uh, I think like over 16,000 mm-hmm. uh, people at the stadium uh, on, you know, braving rush hour in Los Angeles to the, make it to downtown. Like the summit not of easy the Americas trip. is going on, which has just crazy. Yeah, bucked crazy. downtown up. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually my, got my, my buddy heard the um, president of Chile speak today. He was at that. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah. Secret Service flashed their lights at me actually when we were driving to the game. What? What were you doing? Well, they were an undercover car, and I was just trying to get over because I needed to turn right. And apparently, they had like three undercover cars at the back of their little train, and I thought I was uh, getting in between two civilian cars, and that was not the case. So he just flashed the lights at me and I didn't switch lanes. And then I switched lanes after him and it was all good. <laughs> Damn brush up against it him, was man. A freaking, I was trying to get in behind a minivan. <laughs> like I thought no way was that part of the Secret Service. Because it was like the black Suburbans were in front of all of them. But anyway. You're just over here cutting off like tinted black Suburbans. <laughs> <laughs> in my Nissan Versa note. <laughs> Uh, flashing them the finger when I get in. Yeah. Hey man, move it or lose it. Yeah. <laughs> I got a game to go to. <laughs> no, no. I I waited for them, and it was the minivan I was trying to get in behind. But that is too funny, dude. So, so yeah. So if you made it to the game, well done. Well done. Yeah. I yeah. Um, I I took your suggestion and drove, uh, and and found that parking kind of like in and around Vermont. Yeah, um, it's like a pretty interesting too. march to to the stadium. It's kind of a, a nice area. I wish I wish I'd gotten there earlier, but like, man, it's so hard. Yeah, seven seven p.m. comes so quickly. It does. It's a brutal start time for um, like a Friday. It's like whatever. It's Friday. We'll deal with it. Maybe you can hop out early, depending on what your work is. But it's like Tuesday. Come on. Tuesday's tough. I mean, I would, man, I would love like a 9 p.m. you know start yeah. time, but that's obviously not realistic. I guess on the West Coast, um, 8 p.m. 8 p.m. even would be would be super super nice. That like allow you like definitely time to eat beforehand. Yeah. Um. Anyway, already off on a tangent. Uh, the the game was also unfortunate. Zero zero against Angel um, Angel City Houston. So. You know, another game with no goals scored. That is now three games in a row with no goals scored. Is the that prior game. The goal? No, that's not. So four would be before we the last time scored we scored. It's now five games. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that was on the fifteenth of May, the last time that we scored a goal. Right. Um. And we've seen just so many corner kicks in between that, and I like I almost I, that's like the first topic I want to start off talking about is just corner kicks. Like we should go short at this point, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it th- yeah, you just have to be trying it. It's like just, even just if do you don't have else. a plan, just try it. Try going. Just do short. something else. You know, like what well, every once in a while. I think we've probably had fifty corner kicks in a row with no real shot on goal. Yeah, from it. 
I mean, and I don't even have those stats. Like, yeah, but it's I mean, just definitely like, on target. We've had some close headers. Like, I'd Charlie, say unofficially, it's a million, though. You know, <laughs> it's a million. <laughs> it's it's like thirty corners, though. It's an obscene amount of corners. So many. Um, it's and, like weird. It's weird sociology to that too. Of just kind of like the crowd cheers every time they get a corner. Yeah, and like. It's rewarding in a way that at a certain point now, it's like, well, are we just doing it for the corners or are we actually trying to score goals? Yeah. At this point, a corner is not necessarily a good thing anymore. We really should just mix it up and go short. I'm yeah. like, I'm, I guess I'm just glad we're in concurrence on that because I'm just kind of like, yeah, I mean, you can't just keep doing the same thing. Like, I think Gilles scored her goal maybe this year on a corner. Yeah, it was. Right? It was. So that's one. Um, out of seven games, we've got one goal from a corner. I mean, and that's not even that terrible, but I just think like, you know, one one corner goal in seven games isn't bad, but it's like when, when we've had like a million the amount in between, had. it's starting to get bad or like feel bad for some reason. I don't know. Maybe we're overreacting about that. Like, I don't even know. I'm trying to see if I can get an actual number on the total number of corners we've taken from the NWSL website, and I can't find it. I mean, it dude, now. it's unofficially a, a million. It's weird. They have open play crosses, and they have like free kick info, but they don't have corners. Well, and they have those stats like on the, the big screen at... Yeah. The bank too, which is fun. Like we should just take pictures. Like yeah, we should. at the end of the game now at this point, because I guess they're not like really printing them. Like on ESPN, they don't have stats either. Like that, no. I I checked and I was looking. Um, stats are hard one of the problems with. of reporting on women's sports too. It's Seriously. like you know this is this is one of the reasons we're doing the podcast is to like highlight professional women's sports and like give it the attention that that it deserves. Um. And also, and like, and shout out to Pride Night. Like, people showed out for that. It was a yeah. party atmosphere. That shit was a blast. You know, bunch of uh, like amazing stuff on the screens. Abby Wambach and Abby Wambach. Um, her wife, I, Glennon Doyle. Do you know Glennon Doyle? I don't. I'm gonna be honest. I have no. I'm so. I just. Bad with I just Wikipedia'd her um, today, and I, she's a she's a thing too. Like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Um, I want to shout out. Yeah. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, they did like a Pride Night thing, and then immediately went to like the fan cam and went to like a bunch of older ladies sitting next to oh each other. Oh my god! Yes, and I the remember lady just this. Nodded and was like, "Yeah, we're lesbians." That was the funniest <laughs> was shit, dude. I was cracking awesome. up. Dude. I'm so glad you noticed oh, that moment. Dude. That was up. so good, and she was just like, "Yeah." Because right, no, right, right before that was the image of the um, person with the sign, uh, we love lesbians. Oh, like, yeah. I love <laughs> lesbians or something like that. And then it immediately panned to just yes. like. <laughs> yes, that was so great. That was so great. That was uh, like an SNL sketch right there. That it was so funny. Uh, uh, I do want to say probably highlight of the night for me was Cynthia and I tried the plant-based fried chicken. Whoa. And we went for burgers there. We're going to go do the fried chicken next time, but it's plant-based. All of it was good. Dope. Hell yeah. So, so that was good for us. We, that was a good find. It's the opposite yeah. side of the stadium, which was a slight bummer. Yeah. But worth the trek. Nice. Well, I want to give a shout out to um, the, the two vodka lemonades that Jess had before halftime. Hey. <laughs> she was she was taking them down. Um, that's I also mean, on the other side of the stadium. But yeah, the vodka lemonades are good, man. Good. That's that's probably the proper way to take that kind of a game in, though. It really was like I don't, and also like even just getting into the game for me, at least like the app was kind of like crapping out on me. Uh oh. So I was just that's like awkwardly downside. like at the gate for a minute, just like mm -hmm. taking a second to get into the game. Like very well could have missed a goal, but. Damn, like get the app working. And it's like you can only use that only. app to get in. So only. I'm not the biggest fan of that, but whatever. 
No, I mean, like, if it worked perfectly, then I wouldn't be mentioning it and it'd be perfect, but it's not working perfectly. So, yeah, like, pretty whack. You know what is working pretty perfectly, though? Our two center backs. That's literally exactly what I was going to say. Seriously? Seriously. That was going to be my transition into, because I actually do want to say they looked really freaking confident on the ball. They're so good. They were ready to dribble forward when it was necessary. They were ready to pass it. Like they were good in possession. I am. Yeah. Like, I'm so, so down with those two. They ha- they reminded me of that um, Italian pairing combo, Bonucci and uh, you yeah, remember you his, his, his Chiellini-ness to them. Yeah, because they're kind that. of like the same size, same height, same skin tone. <laughs> yeah. You know. I'm like, I'm not really sure who's on what side, like same, same hairstyle. Definitely. You know, some like same, Gilles same hair color, that. same length. <laughs> Sometimes Gilles does that sneaky braid, but it's so hard to tell in the upper deck. Like that's, yeah, just no, not there's no, there's no way us. we're going to be able to decipher that. And they're yeah, like single, single digit numbers. It's like four and two, <laughs> four and two. Um, they're great though. Yeah. They, I, they had, they had a great game. Like they I feel, did. um, that's almost why I black out the Portland Thorns game because I'm like, well, that doesn't go along with the argument that yeah. I would make or like the point that I would be trying totally. to make, which is they're doing great. Yeah. But somehow they banged in three on us. But I don't know. I'd say more of that stems from like our offensive problems. Like at a certain yeah. point, the defense will just crumble. You can't, like, you you know can't this defend from, every game like that. Yeah, you can't. No, no. Like you got to outscore some teams every now and then. Like you can't, you can't go through an entire season just hoping for like, one goal a, game. a goal a game we average less than a goal a game and uh the stat that i was like it, th- this was when i was really like wow you know like we're really not we're really not in a good spot offensively the opening part of the portland game a stat came on that was like every time every game angel city has scored they've won and i'm like but we've only won three games and we've only scored three goals yeah yeah like, that's not a it's not necessarily a good stat to have no like along with that too when you scrutinize like so seven games played three goals scored our top scorer is Vanessa Gilles or you could say our top scorer Tied, is Kristen yes. Press or yeah. like our top scorer is June Endo but also like they're all tied for one goal but you could also say like Vanessa is our leading scorer and she's also just being a beast at center back like she at this point she's the MVP of the team like for sure, definitely, um, definitely. Didi had a really good save. Oh yeah, such a good save. Both both goalies played incredible. <laughs> hey, I mean, that I other save though, both, that yeah. is like a world class save. I mean, like that uh, right yeah. hand on the Christian press, uh, insane, insane, <laughs> insane. Yeah, I mean that was that was great. So what what's that goalie's name? Holy shit! I, I mean, yeah, that know. was. I guess we have to give we have to give props when it's. When it's due, unfortunately, I mean that was definitely a game that we could have and should have won, um, mm-hmm. but not for that that goalie who is named Jane Campbell. Jane Campbell, motherfucking Jane Campbell. All right, Jane, we'll see you again at some point. Yeah, um, but no, that's a name that's a name worth learning from that game because that was Seriously. that was an incredible performance. Um, from her a couple of spectacular saves. Um, but I would also even say like, as we're going, going through all that, like we didn't have that many dangerous chances either. No, we like, that's my, ultimately that's my biggest gripe with all of the, this and like the team right now. Yeah. is like, I think it was Ramsey texted us. He's like 70% possession and two shots on goal. Yeah. That is, it's not, it's, it, it's not happening. Cause like forwards will shoot with or without an actual chance. So right, if, they're, right. if they're not shooting, it means the ball's not close to the goal. Right, right, right. Yeah. You know? And so yeah. it's just, it, it, it's so disjointed and it doesn't feel like there's a real connection between the frontline players at all. No, yeah, they're all three of them. Yeah, yeah. they're all kind of doing their Literally, own thing. And yeah. if it happens to work out in the play, it works out. But they're not really doing runs necessarily for each other. They're not really looking for each other. I mean, I think 
especially like the press McCaskill kind of click is like super duper evident. Mm-hmm. But then like when Charlie's on the right side trying to connect with like Lucy mm-hmm. and then McCaskill's also kind of like over there too. And they're just kind of like passing the ball around. Like it seemed like very just kind of like disjointed mm-hmm. and you know, you'd get kind of stuck on one side of the field. Like it felt like very stuck on the right side of the field for a large portion of like the first half. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know. I guess, like, at a certain point, that's about the wrong combination of players on the field, and we can direct our criticism at the the manager because that's how she wanted to come out, you know, for this game and, like, play this game. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Is it, but is it her fault or is it the roster's fault? Like, does she not know what to do? Like, I don't even feel like any of the subs that we make impact the game positively. Yeah. And so, like, if the subs are only negative, then is it really even a lineup issue or is it just a talent issue, like, overall? Right, right. Outside, so, for for the midfield, at least, outside of Le Bihan, who came off injured after coming on as a sub, which super sucks, um, she's kind of the only midfielder that's really been given extended minutes off the bench. Yeah. Like, Hope Breslin has come in for kind of garbage minutes a couple times. Right. Um, and she's and, looked like that kind of player as well, too. Like, I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, Stefan Ginkle only came on for garbage minutes. I'd like to see her get, like, an actual run out. Yeah, I'd probably still like to see her play a little more. I mean, I felt I felt bad about Breslin after last game. I thought she came in and was kind of more turnovers than the player before her, than mm-hmm. whoever she came on for. I think that was Lebehan or whatever, but... Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, definitely. I mean, but not impacting the game positively. It's not really like, and this is the issue. I think maybe this goes back to more of what we were saying of when you don't have right backs playing right back, like when the forwards filling in at right back, dude, who would be the energy super sub, but Lucy literally. Yeah. And now, and instead she's, she's full-time starting at right back. For four to six weeks, we learned after the game, but also which like, is heartbreaking. Yeah, that's that that really sucks. We really did not think she was that that injured. She was that's, in crutches. I didn't like, even think it was that kind of an bad. injury. So. No, I, yeah, I really thought it was like just a, a heat cramp or something. Yeah, uh, yeah. get so, better, Jasmine Spencer. We we need you back. We miss you, Jazz. We miss you. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So Lady Hunt came on in the sixty seventh, and then subbed off in the eighty second. Oh, that's but I'll tell you the other the the sub that I hate is Nielsen for Riley because it's like yo if you're subbing on a defender for a defender in a zero zero game first off what are you doing yeah like we need to score goals we are at home and your like captain we, and your captain so your yeah. captain subbing and then also like if Nielsen's good enough to play and sub in and get some extended minutes. Then fucking start her at right back. Yeah, uh, and that's let a great fucking point. Lucy come that, off the bench. That's exactly that's exactly what I was thinking during the game. Thank you for saying that. I, I it was just like, what is going on? What's going on? Yeah. Why would well, you not do if she's good enough to play like for 30, 20 minutes, <laughs> she's good enough to start. Yeah. So, like, if she's a defender, let the defender play defender. Like, being married to this idea of a converted forward to right back is, like, the way we're going to do this is, like, fucking weird, dude. Because there's multiple moments when, like, they're not passing Lucy the ball because, like, she's not a right back and doesn't... She's just not used to that position. Yeah. I don't know what it's... I don't know exactly what it is. I mean, she's still a good player. You would want them Mm -hmm. to trust her. And just kind of give her the ball and make that pass and like let her make that mistake if she's going to make it. Right. But like she's not a right back. So I'm also not really blaming the players because like you have a forward back there. Like, yeah, people don't want to give her the ball because she's going to dribble it up the field. That's what a fucking forward does. Exactly. That's what her instinct is to do. That's what she knows how to do. Yeah. it's That's what she's trained to do. That's why she plays forward. That's why initially they brought her in. It's it's super super confusing, super um, weird, and like know, it would be brilliant if it worked. But we can Monday morning quarterback because we're yeah. recording this days after the game. Yeah, and it's like yeah, and that didn't work. You just ended another game with no goals scored, mm-hmm. and you're not going to win a game not scoring a goal. 
Yeah. You're not. It's not possible. It's not possible. Other midfielders, Lily Nabbit, she hasn't really gotten a chance yet. She got a little bit of minutes against Portland, but it was like 3 nothing at that point. But she, she didn't look bad. But at that same time, that's a tough game to judge. Um, Miri Taylor, I think she's one of the international. Yeah, she's the British player. She's from England. She's listed as a midfielder. She's not really gotten anything we, we don't know. Yeah. I mean, I've, I feel fine with the midfield of Weatherholt, Ricaro, and McCaskill. Like, I've, you know, I think that's cool. I know I see a lot of criticism online about like rotating the midfield. And like, yeah, I mean, my question would be like, to what? Like, I mean, it's. Well, I like, think rotating I players. Like moving them around to different positions. No, I think like not start certain players and put players on the bench in the field. Well, that's, that's what, what I'm saying. Like, who, yeah, but like, I mean, who Stephanie Van Ginkle. Just give Van Ginkle a whole game. But, dude, this I is mean, why when we when we did the fucking Challenge Cup, why we were saying, why the hell? Yeah, well, that's the time. You just start multiple different players and like, that's see the time. Who, who excels. Because now we're at this point in the season and it's like, do you really want to be. I guess, yeah, you don't really want to be, but at the same time, it's like what you're saying, like the, the quality of chances just aren't there. And that really is uh, hinting at a serious midfield problem. You know, like Charlie's not converting her chances, but she's making her chances. Like she's creating that opportunity. She's not getting played in. So it's no, yeah, yeah. That's what I think I would love to see something change about the midfield. I mean, I think a lot of that could also be like, it's kind of chicken or the egg, but it's like also the runs that Charlie's making is not particularly like, I remember when I was, so like we snuck into the um, 100 section again, cause like the, it was like a little with the sun or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we're over in the 100 section, like watching, watching up close us attacking in the first mm-hmm. half on the right side. And like, there's just not enough movement from Charlie off the ball. It's not like good, smart Mm -hmm. runs being made that are opening up space. She's just standing still waiting for the ball to come to her when she'll do like a fancy turn on a defender. And like, it's that every time. And it's Mm -hmm. like the, the defense is on it. And like Lucy, her, I wonder if she's working the right side was, I wonder. Yeah. I wonder. Yeah. But like yeah. it's not it's not creative run making that's causing space and she's not getting the right. ball. It's like yeah, there is no space. She's locked down. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's locked down. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think for I, I think we really need a midfield change before it's going to get better up top. I think who would you go Lebahan over McCaskill? I guess at this point, and just see. Well, no. I don't know if I would. I, I think McCaskill would be I better think that'd further be back the field. Dude. I think that'd be interesting. I think the big thing is just McCaskill's not an offensive center mid for me. Like She's not running around and getting the ball and moving it and shuttling it. And when you play a three-woman three midfield, you really need a midfielder that's really comfortable doing that. What if... That. Yeah, Go I ahead. mean, what, what, I, what, what are these like center midfielders? Because it's kind of like, if you did McCaskill off... For Lebahan, then like is Lebahan playing like the more time? Like I think Ricaro actually is a good six. Yeah. Also, th- Weatherholt back was amazing. <laughs> yeah, we- Weatherholt's a good. You She's know, like an eight. She she does both ends of the field. She runs. Yeah, I ends. think I think she's like an eight. And then, like, yeah, I don't really know if Lebahan's like the creative midfielder, and like McCaskill's kind of like trying to be that, but of course, like, it's seven games, and like, I think she's got like one assist. Yeah, she's just you not know. doing it for me. But yeah, I mean, I I'd be down to see Lebahan over her, honestly. Like, just give her a I mean, full but, game. And this is the other thing I don't know is do we know if Stefan Ginkle's like a more offensive or a more defensive? I mean, well, like, we have no idea. The answer judging is judging no the idea. Brazil raised in Barcelona. I want to think there's an <laughs> yeah. offensive mind in there. Yeah, I'm assuming. I'm assuming <laughs> that's pretty offensive. I want that, but I mean, I if if it turns out Stefan Ginkle is a very offensive midfielder, I would be pretty mad right now. Yeah, if you were her not getting those minutes. Her and me 
feeling yeah. like, dude, this is throw the offense the, and we're not just trying something? Like, yeah, give it 20 minutes. She's Brazilian, not gotten even 20 minutes. Brazilian Barcelonian on the field and let her create. Like, yeah. So, no, and that'd be, I mean, that'd be a great opportunity for a young player too, playing, you know, in front of uh, two players like Ricaro and Weatherhold. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I feel like, yeah, for sure. Give Ricardo her a shot, did kind of know? step it up last game compared to the but previous But also, Kyle, Kyle, that should be your first sub. If that's yeah. the move of the game in a 0-0 game and you're at yeah. home and it's the 60th minute and you just came out of a halftime and nothing's changing, then you take off the older midfielder and you put yeah. on the young Brazilian. What the fuck? Dude, that's, that's what I'm not saying. even hard. Yeah. It's like... It's really weird. It's it's just really why would your weird. sub be defense? You take off a defensive a one player, for one. Because a one <laughs> for one defensive player. Like That's really such a weird. weird sub. That's such a weird sub. Yeah. Unless Riley's hurt again, but it didn't look like it. No, I don't think she was hurt. Yeah, I don't know. So and they go off and like aggressively high five too as she's like yeah. coming off. I'm like, <laughs> like what? Like yeah. Riley has every right to just walk straight past her and be like, "The fuck are you doing? Subbing me off? Like I'm the captain. I'll play this game out. We're gonna Yo, go oh, score." Okay, so yeah, I looked this up today because uh, I was checking out Riley's Instagram account and she has this like whole thing she does with another professional soccer player where they do vegan and vegetarian recipes and it's like a cooking thing that they do. Okay. But so I was reading her bio. She's like two-time FIFA women's all world team. She's been to four world cups with New Zealand. She's played for Bayern. She's played for Chelsea. Like don't take that player off. <laughs> what? Yeah. I didn't even know that about her, but I didn't in, know about I that already, either. I already felt like, yeah, don't take that player off. Like she's not the reason we're not scoring right now. You should take <laughs> off the reason you're not scoring right now. And I think that would be like Lucy or Charlie. Yeah. Like Charlie's the weakest forward. Lucy's the weakest mm -hmm. defender. Mm -hmm. You bring one of them off. That's also just like mm -hmm. athlete sociology. Like people's moods are elevated when a young yeah. player that wants to make an impression comes onto the field. And they're deflated when it feels like the coach takes off a like a like for like you know type of substitution with a player that maybe doesn't really deserve this opportunity or whatever. Like the players know that mm -hmm. they're either going to play up for the sub or down based on like you know the the kind of psychology of that. That's a bad sub. I thought that was a terrible sub. Yeah, I really do agree with that. I really agree. It did not make any sense. Uh, and then moving, going on with Freya, I was I was reading an article on this, trying to see like what was what was out there about this, and like I had already had the thought, everything with the offense is too slow. Mm -hmm. And Freya in this article, um, in some daily news interview after the game, says that everything with the offense is too slow. I mean, it is. Yeah, offense definitely. is way too slow. Yeah, it's one dimensional. I mean, like there just really isn't one. <laughs> You know, it's getting the ball to talented people, whichever taking side, a breather and then like letting them cook after that. But at the yeah. point when you take a breather, the whole defense is back and they've collapsed on the goal. Yeah. It's kind of like whatever side, if we win it on the right side and Endo's on that side, we give it to Endo. If we win it on the left side and Press is on that side, we give it to Press and then rest. Right. And then everybody watches yeah. them. Exactly. Yeah. But that's nothing. a lot of that ball watching is like what I was talking about. Charlie not making these runs. Like it's mm. not just Charlie. Yeah. I mean, nobody's really making runs. Like every now and then you'll see like McCaskill. Like, well, see, that's what I'm saying. This is, that's this like is, not the I person think, we want making those runs. Yeah. I was going to say, like, I think this is exactly where I would just, we need a midfielder that is like, yes, I'm going to get up. I'm going to help the front line. Give me the ball. You know? Right. We don't have that midfielder that's doing that right now. And so, it's just like if they can kind of go super diagonal across or straight across the front line, but that's just really one dimensional. So, or they can just get the ball out wide, like wait for the defender to start pressuring them and then mm -hmm. like try and beat the double team by yeah. dribbling individually. And it's like, mm -hmm. come on. I mean, like in a couple times, like that resulted in like half chances, but they're always half chances. Like, yeah. The defense is too far back. I also feel like I don't know if you're. Are you superstitious? Have I have we done? 
Um, Have I asked you this before? I, mean, I feel like I asked you this already. I don't like to fuck with that kind of stuff in the sense of like, I don't, you know, if, if I feel like what I did worked, I'm going to keep doing it. So like, do you Slightly. believe in jinxing? Like in the sense of like a commentator can kind of like be like this, this guy's made 30 out of 30 field goals this season. And then oh. he misses that one. Like, oh yeah. yeah do you believe sure. in that type of jinxing? Yeah. I mean, I think that's maybe not necessarily jinxing, but I believe in foretelling. Like if someone said that, I'd be like, cool, he's going to miss it and have a bit money. All right. Well, that's, I'm glad we got that out of the way. Cause I want to kick you this theory. It's like, the crowd at the bank is like jinxing the offense every time. I know earlier, earlier in this thing, in this um, podcast, you had like complimented the intelligence of the crowd. Yeah. We're not feeling it anymore. It's almost too intelligent because they're jinxing the offense. Like the mm. ooze, like it, it begins rising. Like the whole defense already knows this predictable scoring play is about to happen mm. and they have time to react and they react and they shut it down. And like, the the ooze start early. Yeah. But they like do. a little too early. Everything becomes like and then like, you know, it's like causing the players to second guess. If you're asking me to not cheer, Jeremy, the answer is no. <laughs> Dude, we have to sit we have to sit at these games in complete silence. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't. I'm obviously not not suggesting that, but you know, and I'm being like over extreme about it. But I think there's something there. There's like there, there. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying for sure. And that's why we're having trouble scoring at home. (sighs) Yeah, like because people aren't just sitting back. It's like it's like the crowd wants it too bad, Mm -hmm. and so like the players are kind of like having more trouble like giving it to them. It's like when you know the girl likes you, but you're still too nervous to ask her out. Is the Angel City season at this point? The tension. <laughs> There's a lot of tension though, and like with the corner kicks, like you can feel the tension. You can like feel people the tension with the it. corner like, kicks. The corner kicks, dude. <laughs> the fucking corner kicks. Man. Uh, if there's one sponsorship that has paid for itself, shout out to Ramsey with this. If there's one <laughs> yeah. sponsorship that has paid for itself, Cedars, Sinai, getting in on bringing us the corner kicks. They wow. absolutely are. Cedars, Sinai is sponsoring every Angel City corner kick and has gotten so many shout outs at this point. I mean, they're the de facto sponsor of this podcast. <laughs> at this point. So... No big big pharma stepping in. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I think we need a forward, and I think I, I do think we need like a an attack minded midfielder, I, like a very yeah. offensive. And if it's if it's not Van Ginkle, then it needs to be somebody else. Like we would right. think the, maybe the solution Mary, might be in Mary, maybe Mary Taylor. We don't know her. She came over in the process. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, it. dude, they're bringing in a German goalie. Like mm-hmm. it's almost like. You know, another like it's um, what's the word? It's kind of symbolic or not or like uh, synonymous with like the substitution of just a left back for a left back yeah. in the zero zero game. It's like yeah, then we'll bring in a good goalie for a good goalie <laughs> uh, and solve these. Uh, oh yeah, the problem scoring goals. Yeah, yeah, we can't have two goalies on the field, unfortunately. Two sick goalies. <laughs> <sighs> I am curious to see how that is going to shake out, though, because you don't bring in a player starting in Champions League finals to sit on the bench. No, you don't. So that'll give us something to think about. We should probably do one during the break. Yeah, let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we have more to discuss. Tinfoil hat time. back we had a good break we did a little research okay um so i looked up mary taylor what'd you find uh so she's listed as a midfielder okay but 
in college at Hofstra, and when she got a bunch of awards and did really well, she was a forward. Interesting. Yeah. So I'd say that kind of fits the bill of an offensive-minded midfielder. Okay, absolutely, yeah. Do we have Borderline like numbers forward. on like goals scored? Did she like score a lot of goals? Let's see. How do I look up women's Hofstra? While, while you look that up, um, <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. Like you don't, you don't have to if it's not. Um, I didn't know if maybe that was like on on a page that you were seeing. No, I was looking up articles about her. Okay. Um, well, I was looking up some stats earlier too because I was I was knew that we'd be talking about like goal scoring, um, and I have I have one that might be interesting to you. But in Press's best goal scoring season, uh huh. In America, she had 11 goals in 22 games with the Chicago Red Stars, and that was 2017. It's like a goal every other game. Yeah, like every other game a goal. So, at like on track for definitely not that, you know, with one in seven at this point, and yeah. like tied for Gilles, as we mentioned earlier. <laughs> um, tied with top scorer Vanessa Gilles. Uh, you keep saying that, and it's just like, Gah. <laughs> All right, here you want some stats? I'll give you some stats from Mira Taylor. Give me some stats, man. From her senior, actually, I don't know her last year at Hofstra, which was 2021. So only last year. Okay. Okay. 21 games. All right. 17 goals, 11 assists. Yeah, that's a lot of goals and assists. Those are numbers. Obviously, yeah, that's, that's not going to translate directly yeah. to that was college, sure, NWSL, sure. But yeah. like, I feel like that's the kind of player we're looking to have, if not starting introduced in the 60th minute in our fourth game in a row of not scoring at home. Yes, my God, Earth to Freya. Like, I mean, and she's British. Like, we think she would know football right. better than us. Do a little bit of homerism too. Mary's British. Come on. Yeah, come on. Like, what is the deal? We should have her on the pod and just be like, <laughs> we have too many questions. Yeah. Um, but also, here's some more stats, though. These are interesting. Um, last year, the top scoring team in the league, the OL Reign, mm -hmm. guess how many goals they averaged per game? Oof, I'm sorry. Did you just hear that from my computer? No. Okay, good. I got a loud notification from Zoom. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> No, yeah, I didn't hear that. OL Reign last year, how many games? Yeah, guess guess how many goals you think OL Reign had last last year per game? Uh, 1.6. Yeah, 1.5. Oh, nice. Yeah, very good. And the bottom team was Kansas City with 0. 0.6. Oof. So we're um, definitely trending towards the bottom part of last year. Yeah, yeah. So one... Three goals in seven games. Point 0.9, point 0.8. Uh, yikes. Interesting. 1.6. We got to get going to get close to that. Yeah, so we're, yeah, we're at point 0.42. So we would be like very much the bottom team if the season stopped today. Yeah. Oof. So we think we need a forward and a midfielder. Yeah, we need a forward and we need a midfielder. To, I would even say, like, to be nice to the midfield, I would say, like, we need a midfielder who could sub on and be like an attack minded midfielder. Right. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. But definitely someone attack minded. So here's some EPL stats um, okay. in the five season between. 2016 and 2017 and 2020 and 2021 there was an average of 2.74 goals scored per game okay That's um good. The 2018 to 19 season had the highest number of goals per game in this time with 2.82 wow what are we at and we're at 0.42. Well, but our games, because that's just us, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just us. Yeah, our games per, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what, what those numbers were would be. All right. Um, but that would be 
That would be interesting to know. I found. I mean, certainly, like the the beatdown we got in Portland would help those numbers. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, Uh, I got Van Ginkle's stats. Oh, okay. Here we go. She definitely is not like an attacking center mid. Shit. Okay. Um. 13 goals and 7 assists in 66 games in her college career. Not a lot. Yeah. So, but lots of minutes. So. Um, so I don't think Stephanie Van Ginkel will be the offensive maestro we were hoping. Yeah. Um, but, you know... I would still say, like, yeah, then I guess we need to go out and find that. I mean, if we're signing goalies who are in Europe, like, maybe we can sign attackers who are in Europe. I don't know how this works with the league, but... I don't think we have any international roster spots at the moment. Mm. I think we would have to be American if we bring someone in right now. Well, shit. I mean, like, there's plenty of good players in America, and you basically just, like, look up, like... Whoever's in the Angel City front office, it's like just Google college goals scored last year, see what these girls are doing, and like you know, pick like out of the top ten. We're just cold calling broads at this point. Like how funny would that be to have the club just cold calling forwards and offensive cold players? Um yeah. Like, I mean the the, the transfer right window now. opened too, like last week or the week before. So, you know, it's Now's the time. Um, I don't know how. I mean, again, the Tobin or... Heath questions remain, but it seems like that's that would have already happened if it was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, we'd still have to trade for her rights too. I mean, her just right. trade for the rights. Like, let's go make this an epic first season. Like, we we literally like should have some urgency and like you know just kind of make it happen. Like, it's the first season. Yeah, you know, I wonder, I mean, that's kind of the question at this point, is like, who had the biggest hand in this roster up until this point? The technical um, director? I'd say Aleka, they, they wanted to give the credit to Aleka, um, I forget her name, but she right. was on like, um, she was on TV a couple times, but they really were like, she's doing it, she's building the team. In Iniola. Aluko. Aniola uh, Aluko. Okay. Interesting. Because then maybe Freya needs to start getting a little more say. I don't know. It's just hard because it just really feels like we, you know, Freya clearly doesn't think she has the players she needs. Otherwise, she'd be playing more of them. Right. So... Is it through trades? Like, I, you know, I don't even know how much more money we have. Yeah, Aluko was the sporting director of Angel City. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what I can find to be like the evidence that they were kind of like giving her credit for like building the squad, but I remember just. Yeah, there's some videos and stuff of her mm-hmm. on on YouTube, kind of talking about it. I think maybe that's where I got it from. But totally, um, you know, I yeah, I don't know. I mean, I kind of think like I'm Monday morning quarterback in this, so I'm just kind of looking at it, just like why didn't you do that? Why didn't you just Google top scorers and like college soccer and just take the first two of those? You know, when it came to the draft or whatever. Well, I mean, I assume maybe some of them were, were maybe gone at that point or whatever, but... Also, didn't we give up our early pick to get press? No, I think we... Had, well, yeah, I can't, I can't remember. Because, no, like, the Wave had, like, the first pick, and I don't think we had a really yeah. big pick. I think we traded down or out to get press. I don't know. Even regardless, I just wonder who would be up there, like, statistically and, like college soccer as kind of like having scored a bunch of goals. Like, yeah, maybe we don't get the first like four or five, but like six or seven or something like that. I just kind of, it seems like this is what this team is really like missing is just like firepower up top. 
Yeah. Well, I'm wondering if they can do another read and find her in WSL or another league. Yeah. Because then you don't have to worry about transfer fees and that kind of trading. You know, you just right. them. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, I think there's tons of talent. I mean, like, dude, we're talking about like America. Like this is yeah. the breeding ground of talented women soccer players. Like they're, they're all over the place. Yeah. It's wild. Also, we need to call out the one player. I cannot ever remember her name who made the, the Instagram status story. Mm. What is her name? Katie something. Cousins. It was cousins. Yeah. Katie cousins. Exactly. Kirk's cousin. Kirk cousins is cousin. Uh, yeah. So she made a post on her Insta story that was a screenshot of a Rays pitcher, I believe. I actually don't know who he is. Uh, but he's a, Ray, a Tampa Bay Rays baseball player who was giving his reason for refusing to play on Pride Night and pretty much saying, Jesus looks down on everyone, but I don't judge you for being a sinner. Uh, which is kind of a bullshit argument, if you ask me. And she posted it the night before the pride night game. Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah. My dad's a Rays fan. So I, I often keep up with Tampa Bay Rays stuff uh-huh. um, because of that. And I saw that like the team was basically saying like they wanted to allow guys on the team to choose whether or not to wear like pride um, stuff on their uniform. And some like weren't agreeing with it for like religious reasons. I guess this guy was probably the, uh-huh. The guy not not agreeing with it for religious reasons. So yeah, I assume I guess like she'd hide behind religion for for that one too. Yeah, um, I don't know. It just doesn't feel like it goes along with the Angel City brand. Like I'm not sure that's what they were building. You know, at all. They have like I understand the Tampa. I don't really even understand the Tampa Bay Rays dealing with that. Yeah. But I mean, I guess the Rays are dealing with that. I know in baseball they take a lot of just you know guys from all over the place, like a lot of Latin American stuff. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that culture like runs, runs deep with the, with the religion and stuff like that. But it's kind of surprising coming from Angel City. Just like it's surprising seeing McCaskill stand for the national anthem. Like you do all this like progressive women's work. It just feels kind of like it should be a progressive organization, but maybe we're projecting our views onto them. Potentially. But they seem to be doing a lot of work to be like, yeah, this is a progressive organization. And it's like, like why would you not are. hire? That's a part of who we are. Why would you not hire progressive players? <laughs> yeah. And like most of them, I think, are probably. I mean, like the whole team's like kneeling before the game, except yeah. for one player. Uh, I saw a tweet from someone that said, you best not be giving my gay money to a homophobe. And uh, I think that's probably the feeling for a lot of the fandom. Oh man, yeah, I didn't even think about that angle. When they're doing the ticket share money stuff. So uh-huh. yeah. So I don't know. We don't need to well, get too deep yeah, into it. I, I think mean, we both agree, but it's I, worth yeah, I would say calling like, it out so everyone's aware that it happened. Yeah, and I would say like that tweet perfectly highlights like the issue at hand, which is kind of like if you're gonna lean in and market it that way, then really be about it. Like it's not that hard be in in it. in welcome interviews or like or not even welcome interviews, but in, in job interviews, you know? Mm-hmm. Hey, we're thinking about drafting you. You look really good. I think you'd be great at Angel City. Like, we're trying to start an organization that is, like, based on a core of, like, progressive values and, like, women ownership. Like, do you, do you, what is that? Are you cool with that? And it's mm-hmm. like, no, my religion doesn't really support, you know, this. <laughs> and it's like, okay, cool. Like, we might not draft or pick you up for the team because we're in a unique spot where we get to do this. Like we're yeah. building out a roster. Seriously. You know, did you follow the know. controversy that Portland went through with like kind of a similar thing at the draft? No, they drafted a, a woman who had made like a bunch of like hashtag MAGA tweets. Mm-hmm. And the fan base was like, no, <laughs> You you don't yeah, like, get to draft and choose this player. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they pretty much like were gonna boycott the team. And so they like didn't sign their draft pick. 
or one of their draft picks. No way. But it's also back to like the club doing research. Like, how did you not see this? Or if you did, how did you just think it wouldn't matter? I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I think like the answer would be like, well, from a soccer standpoint, we couldn't pass this opportunity. I mean, like, you just, you know, you work she for the like NFL, like, pick, you understand. Though. Yeah. But that's, but yeah. that's why it's even weirder for, but it's weirder for women's professional soccer because I feel like there's so much, like what we were just saying, there's so much talent out there that like goes unsigned. Yeah. And like women that could be professionals that aren't because we don't have enough teams because we have a closed league system and there's only so many opportunities, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, like you can't just feed into an awesome pro rel league. You have only like 20 teams. It's yeah. very political and it's very tough to get on a team. Totally. That argument by the Portland fan base is a thousand percent legitimate because you don't actually need to draft that person. Yeah. There's other talent out there. Do a better job scouting and pick somebody that goes with the culture you're trying to build. Yeah. Same could be said for Angel City. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's exactly why I brought that up. You know, like, why are like, you going to, that's like, you know, selling you a bunch of like vegan, you know, items that just like, it's like, but actually we got a little something in there. We just haven't told you about yet, but you'll figure it out. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Exactly. So it's not cool. It's not, not cool at all. It's a bummer. The club hasn't actually acknowledged it too, which I think. No, nah, like in, in pure neoliberal fashion, we want to like yeah. act like these things just don't exist and we'll sweep them under the rug until people make enough of a fuss. And then we call them uppity and like, yeah. you know, uh, they're raising too much of a ruckus. Like this is such a totally. hostile fan. We didn't know soccer would be so hostile in Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So. <sighs> Score goals. Yeah. Score goals. Don't give up goals. Although we are doing that part. We're doing that part for the most part. What's uh what's up next? What do you got on the horizon? Actually, I'm like so zero dude, you know what? I think we're getting close to the wave coming to town. That's the that is like if there's one game we win at home the rest of this season. It absolutely has to be the San Diego wave. Yeah, rain Portland, San Diego. Although I think Sophia Smith was slicing and dicing Portland tonight. Or uh, was slicing and dicing for Portland against San Diego. It was 2 nothing last time I looked. Oh, She's two, so good. 2-2. Two, two. Man, the NWSL is crazy this year, man. Why are we not getting any of those games? Huh? Seriously. 2-2. Two to two. They were up 2 nothing. Well, we know the reason we're not getting those games is because we can't score goals. Yeah. So, like, 88th minute, 81st and 88th. God damn. Was it Alex Morgan? No. No. Taylor Corner Yick got both. Wow. What a, I bet you Taylor was a sub. I'm not going to look it up. It's just going to make me mad. But. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see a sub for another team come on and do well. Thousand percent agree. This might get a little rough, dude. If we really are just going to see the same team be coming out and doing the same stuff. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I mean, I think that's 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 the point that we're at, and then we have to start to find like the only counter as a fan at that point to have enough fun Mm -hmm. is like aggressive drinking games and like probably sarcastic (laughs) bets along the way of like where we just have to start enjoying like the clusterfuck or whatever. We can start doing the over under on the Lucy watch. At what point will Lucy do her first shot from way deep? Um, Yeah. A lot of, yeah, we were, yeah, we were making a lot of fun of all the long distance shots last game. I mean, it's going to start to get bad and cynical, you know, real quick. Yeah. Um, yeah. but no, it's tough, man. It's tough. This it's is where you just wish there was like, man, I just wish we had an academy player that we could get on the field and just root for. Right, right. Well, and this is so, where we just start bitching about pro rel, you know. <laughs> yeah. And like just the lack of academies as a whole in women's soccer, which is weird to me. I don't fully understand that. Interest yeah, it is interesting. 
I mean, women like soccer in America just doesn't have the issue of producing talent. Yeah, it's true. They don't really need the academies to do that. Like they literally don't need an upgrade. Like, you yeah. know, the reason that we do all this shit with American soccer is because like we can't compete internationally. Right. And like we need to figure some shit out because everyone's tired of like not competing. Mm-hmm. But like obviously the women don't have that problem in like the soccer system with college and eligibility, yeah. like everything just works. Like it's yeah, it's got, why women's soccer is so unique in America. They got like international women coming over to play college soccer here. It's so good. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Mary Taylor, Stephanie Vinginkle both played college soccer in the US. Yeah. But so. it is too. I mean, like I've watched a lot of women's college soccer. Like it's a very good quality of soccer. Like they're they're legitimate players. They're incredibly talented. Like all those UNC teams for all those years that were winning mm-hmm. and you know, from back in the Mia Ham days, like producing Mia Ham and stuff. Like those teams were totally incredibly good. Totally. Like top to bottom, all eleven of them really good. And then the next year, like better ones would come. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's just crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. So much talent out there. I don't know how it was all kind of like found and discovered, but there's for sure some kind of like disconnect between that and like these draft picks and what turns into the professional system. Like there's a lot of stuff along the way that gets like lost in translation. Yeah. You know, and I think that also like really gets into the nuances of like, you can be a good tactical coach. You can be a good like player manager in the locker room coach, you can be a developer of talent and be really good with young players. Like there's all those different lanes that the coaches can really kind of find. Totally. Yeah. And I'm curious which one Frey is. Cause I don't know if I actually have an answer to that at the moment. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I don't mean that as like another dig or anything, but just like, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I, if I'm still, I'm still trying to figure out what, like what her MO, what her style is. Let's see if I had to guess, I'm saying player manager, judging by the nature of her like warm right. high fives with players right. leaving matches and stuff like that. Like the she seems to really women. and the sticking it with, right. you know, being like, these are my girls. It's real tough to get on the inside of my like totally. starting 11. This is my crew. We ride for each other. Like they play for me. Totally. I, I think that's probably what she is. I could see that. I could see that. So, but hey, the Charlotte coach got fired in the middle of his first season. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole. That's a whole thing, though. He's like not the first person in that organization to get fired this year. <laughs> it's such a shit show over there. <laughs> but yeah, he also like smack talked the front office kind of regularly through the media. <laughs> it's hilarious, and now also the owner of the Charlotte franchise is now no longer the richest owner in the NFL. Oh, yeah, with uh, the Waltons joining. The Waltons coming in. Pretty wild. Yeah. Pretty Um, wild. But yeah, let's put a a bow on this thing for these people. Let's let them get back off. Let you guys get back to your life. Done being our therapists. Thanks for helping us get through this last game. Thank you so much. Maybe this was helpful for you, hopefully. Hopefully we're like in the different processes of grieving and this is the like just coming was to it, terms. Was this and, good for you? It was, it was good for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so hey, bad. Hey, it's we're in this so together, y'all. We are in this together. It is going to be go a long journey, city. but it we're going to do it. Corner kick FC. It. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. But... It's going to be like three weeks until our next episode. So two away games before another home game. So first week of July is when we'll be back. And we can't wait. Can't, cannot wait. Hang in. Hang on. Find us in the Twitterverse if you need to talk. Talk it out. Yeah. Watch Paramount Plus. Twitch, wherever you are. Let's go Angel City. Let's go. Volemos. Have a good one, y'all. Peace.